Can we exercise our God-given freedom in the workplace? Can we maintain our integrity and honour our values in a work situation where we're obliged to do as we're told because the boss is paying us? I'd like to talk about work, mainly because it's something that most people don't like to talk about. But we do all spend a lot of time working, either paid or unpaid, and so it's definitely something we need to think about. My name's Stevie Sharanga, and I was a Hindu monk for eight years, living in an ashram on top of a hill in Scotland, dedicated to nothing but the selfless service of God. I feel this experience has given me an original and almost unique perspective on work, on the field of employment, or, and the field of unemployment. <laughs> I've been unemployed myself um, twice, six months, both for six months, uh, on work as a source of satisfaction and as a way of finding meaning and work as a means to fulfill our purpose. So let's get into the topic. It's a topical issue. The, there's this thing, isn't there? The great resignation. A lot of people quitting their jobs um, in America. A lot of people quitting. Maybe they're just going straight into other jobs. But maybe there's a lot of people, more unemployed people, people not working for whatever reason. Not yeah, you know, a number of reasons. And there's a number of reasons given there on the Wikipedia. You know, but I think the big one is uh, dissatisfaction. Um, for example, um, yeah, I had a friend uh, who's called Peter. His dad was called John. He lived in Preston. John Denmark, um, and his dad was a dentist. He'd been a dentist practically all his life. And then in his mid-50s, he, he kind of turned around and said, um, I've hate, I, hate, I hate being a dentist. I never wanted to be a dentist. My parents practically forced me to be a dentist. Um, but then, you know, at the turnaround point, he said, all I ever wanted to be was a forest ranger. I would, I'd be happy as a forest ranger. So, um, you know, in his mid-50s, went back to college, did a, did a course for a year or two and uh, finished his finished his working days as a forest ranger, happy, uh, before he retired. <clears throat> so it's a, it's a big mistake, uh, you know, if we don't get things right um, on the right, you know, it's like setting a, setting a, setting a compass um, bearing, you know, if you, if you're on the wrong trajectory, you're gonna, you know, after after twenty years, you're gonna you're gonna be way off way off course. So you want to get it right in the beginning. Um, so yeah, I've uh, I've worked in a lot of different jobs and quit most of them uh, because I didn't like them. But eventually, uh, I became a monk, um, which suited me down to the ground. And uh, through that, um, working on a monastery farm, uh, learning about growing uh, veg. Um, organic veg, uh, nutritious, cruelty-free, not using any animal inputs. Well, other than cow dung, but ideally from uh, ahimsa cows that aren't, aren't slaughtered. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's quite a niche niche um, way of growing veg I've, I've, I've learned and studied. and um, But, yeah, that's, 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 what I'm, that's what I'm doing now, um, trying to set up a local community cooperative of uh, growing fruit vegetables and grains working with volunteers distributing produce to low-income families um so that you know kids who otherwise wouldn't be able to afford to eat like highly nutritious organic vegetables can can get access um but yeah it's been a long road and uh, there's a few stories to tell along the way um when i was 16 uh we all got high school 
placements, work placements at different jobs, uh, different firms, uh, companies uh, around around the local area. And um, because I was interested in the environment and you know saving the planet, trees, uh, they thought it was most appropriate to send me to the local government office, um, environmental health department. So I was down there for two weeks. Uh, had to wear a suit. Uh, had to turn up in the morning and um, just spent a lot of time hanging around the office. Pretty boring. Uh, we got on a few site visits uh, to kind of delicatessen, sandwich shops, places selling uh, ham and meats and things like that. And they would be testing the uh, temperature of the fridges, make sure things were cold, make sure there was no hy- was it hysteria, listeria, some kind of bacteria thing that you can get anyway they would, that's what they were doing and a bit of paperwork um quite boring but uh yeah at one at one point uh one of the one of the uh, environmental health officers uh he, he kind of had a bit of a had a bit of a heart to heart with me in the car there and he, he says um steve steve was something i have to tell you <laughs> i was like okay very uh ominous very foreboding what's what's coming now and he says steve what you need to understand is that most people hate their jobs <laughs> i was like, oh god and he, yeah he's like yeah most people hate their jobs and they have to do them because they have to pay the bills that's just the way it is this is this is the world we live in this is this is the reality of life and um so yeah right 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 there and then i was like that is not me that that i am not going down that road i am um whatever it takes i'm gonna find something to do if i earn money good if i don't you know sod it i'll live in a cabin i'll live in a shed i'll just you know sleep under a bush but I, i'm i you know i want to i've got you know 40, 50 years of working life, you know, to, to endure before I retire. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to, uh, pass all of those hours in drudgery and toil and just doing something that I don't like because yeah, there's loads of different kinds of work out there. It's just a case of getting out there and finding the thing that suits you. And I, I think there is, there's something, there's some, something to suit everybody, whether it's, uh, caring, um, as I do now, caring for someone with a mental health problem. So um, doing a lot of uh, cleaning and uh, cooking, helping around the house. Caring. There's so many so many different uh, lines of work, you know, that you would never even think of. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's, there's no point being, um, you know, con- re- con- resigning yourself to uh, a job that you hate. No, 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 don't, don't do that. Um, but yeah, like we do all, we do all have to work. So, uh, but that, that, and that's, that's, that's a fact. But as for, you know, what we do and how, how we work, then the world's our oyster. Um, it's a blank canvas. You know, we can, we can, uh, we can create, create our own work, you know, that, um, that we might get paid for, we might not. But if you keep working on it, then you get better at it to the point where you can, you know, sell something or, 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 or sell a service or sell a product, something you can make um make a bit of money out of. Um aye. So um yeah, uh, the Bhagavad Gita uh has a verse that one cannot maintain even maintain one's physical body without work. At one point I quit I quit I quit my job and um and then I, when I met the monks they, they quoted this verse and I kind of got back into work after with a bit of good advice from them. 
Um, but yeah, work working. Um, there's a lot of lot of lot of um, entries in the Bhagavad Gita. Actually, I looked up in the index about work, um, and the direct translation for work is karma. Although you know we think of karma as the law of action and reaction, but basically, yeah, w- karma translates as work because it means activity by performing some kind of activity then there is going to be action or reaction depending you know if you if you like yeah it, like if we make mistakes if we or if we or if we commit sins then there's going to be negative reactions similarly if we uh, if we do good work or you know pious work then we're also similarly going to get a good good reaction um and the bhagavad gita recommends that uh you know we, you might think well you know there's going to be mistakes so therefore i might want to give up work but he says no 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 um you should perform your work but you shouldn't be attached to the results whether they be good or whether they be bad uh you should renounce the, the fruits uh, the results of the work and offer them up to god that's what it says in the bhagavad gita um but our motivation is is really a key key concept here um why do we perform the work that we perform? Um, why do we do it? Is it for some, uh, yeah, is, is it because we want to get a goal, the, the, the fruit? You know, is it is that why we do it? And is that is that the only reason we do it? I mean, the bottom line is most people I've met just work because they want to get the money and that's it, you know, nothing more, nothing more than that. Uh, a, higher, a higher motivation is dharma, working out of duty dharma translates to duty there's different translations for dharma but one of them and a good one is duty so imagine yourself you know you're a bus driver um you can't be bothered getting up one morning lying in bed oh i can't be bothered today but you know you're picking that you're driving that bus you're picking everybody up you know on on the morning on the morning um morning route you know and everyone's got to get that bus at eight o'clock or half past eight because they're all going to work and um you know, if they all if they're all late for their work, then they'll they'll get they will get in trouble. You know, and and uh, and and other people might um, lose out as well. You know, imagine if someone's a nurse, you know, they're getting getting to the hospital for their work. You know, to help help a few patients who are suffering. So it's a big knock on effect. Um, there's a you know we're all dependent on each other. Like I mean, on an ultimate sense, and I see you know humanity is one huge big team. And the purpose of the team is to work together to serve God. Okay, not everybody agrees with with me with that, but um, even if you're not all working together to serve God, you don't. You know, we're all codependent. Human society, we're all codependent on each other. You know, I mean, I, when my when my plumbing breaks, I need the plumber to come and fix it. I can't do it. Um, I haven't got the skills. You know, and uh, similarly, similarly, you know, if I'm growing veg for him, you know, he needs me to to grow my veg. So that he can he can have his um, have his dinner when he gets home from fixing the plumbing. So we're all dependent on each other, you know. Everybody, everybody um, in society. So there's a sense of duty to do uh, to, to 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 do our work. Um, but um, yeah, even 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 more than that, uh, higher goals, higher motivations. Uh, you know, because we want to help each other. Like if you're an educator, a teacher, or um, or even, or even, even uh, if you're more intelligent than that, you're a scientist. The most intelligent people are scientists, and the whole idea of the scientists is that they're supposed to be working to for the benefit of the whole society, um, developing you know whatever it is that they're working on 
life-saving technology or something. I mean, that's the theory. I don't know if that's in practice. I mean, I know a lot of scientists are employed by you know private high, private companies who 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 have the the motivation of personal private profits and you know increasing their share price on the stock exchange. So there's a corruption there. But um, the theory is that you know those who are the most intelligent in society are using their brains for the benefit to help everybody else. And, and and there's a great history of that, you know, in in science, all the all of the scientific breakthroughs and benefits that we, we do, which we do enjoy, the um, the, the lifestyle benefits and um, you know life life enhancing benefits. Um, I mean, another another example is a doctor. Uh, I met a guy at university who was taking me in his car, giving us a lift somewhere, and I said to him, um, "So, what made you choose medicine?" And he said. Um, the money, yeah, just 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 the money. I, I was a bit shocked. I thought, well, you know, it must be at least some some compassion, some empathy of you know to alleviate people's suffering, to see people want the desire to see people healthy and happy. But he, but but no, no, not at all, not at all. In this chap, um, it was just just for the money. Uh, that was all he was in it for, uh, which is a bit disappointing. Um, uh, but yeah, it, you know, there should it should be. Should be a, a at least a you know a shred of um, of, of com- kindness and compassion there and and um, and so yeah there are different motivations other than just the fruit um, and so the conclusion is is that we all we all have to work um, we all have to perform some kind of activity um, and uh, yeah like what whatever whatever work we do then. Um, we should uh, try to do with the highest highest of intentions um, as possible. Yeah. So um, yeah, when I was younger, I got a bit caught up with the um, <clears throat> with the whole capitalist and communist political theory, uh, and sided with the communist viewpoint. But um, I'm not sure if anyone takes that seriously, really. Uh, communist analysis of history which tries to make out that the only relationship that's ever existed is that of the exploiter and the exploited so anyway i got a bit caught up in that um and uh quit quit my quit my job quit my job i was working in an egg packing factory uh the owner came out of his office with a big stick see there was about there was meant to be i think six of us working on the conveyor belt but two, maybe three, off, off, had been sacked or off sick. So there's three of us doing like a six-man job, and uh, it was really difficult. Just uh, flying off boxes of eggs, flying off the conveyor belt. We had to put them on pallets. He was turning the speed up. We couldn't keep up, and he, he came out of his office with his big stick, waving his stick at us like as if he was going to beat us with his stick, like like we were some some animals. So. Um, thought god i'm not i'm I'm not i'm not i'm not dealing with this guy you know uh, i can see the communists are right they're uh I'm, I'm being exploited here so i quit i quit that job um but uh yeah i'd met the monks and they'd said to me about about um you know like in buddhism you've got you've got the noble eightfold path one of them is the right livelihood which involves um taking into account you know, not want to, you know, especially jobs like not wanting to work as a butcher and things like that. 
you know, involved, directly involved in violence. Eggs isn't so bad. But um, anyway, yeah, uh, the monks, um, the monks advised me to uh, get a job and I did get a job as a cleaner, part time uh, cleaning. Um, I was I was never keen. I I was never keen to start work myself. Uh, I never had a paper round, nothing like that. Um, I was never materially motivated to um, get on in life like that. And uh, you know, I had a friend at school. He he uh, he, he started work and he you know saved up, bought himself an expensive watch, tag hewer, bought himself expensive designer clothes. And you know, he'd, he'd wear them out. You know, on a on a Friday, Saturday night, attracting the attention of ladies. He could see that he had wealth. He, he could offer them wealth and financial security. That's attractive. He was attracting attention. I myself, I was just satisfied with the bare necessities. I wasn't really in the in the um, in in that game. You know, the the uh, how do you call it? Like the breeding game. The uh, trying to attract a mate i wasn't i wasn't i wasn't ready for that yet i thought i'm not i'm not gonna uh, participate in that that uh situation that scenario just yet i need to first of all get myself together figure out what i'm gonna do with myself and so i wanted to just to you know concentrate on the bed satisfied with the bare necessities it's the simple bare necessities the mother nature's recipes that's what makes a bear rest at ease. Like, uh, yeah, I just wanted to get in, get uh, get get the bear necessities and uh, spend have as much time as possible to try and figure out what what on earth I was going to do with my life. Um, so yeah, I never bothered getting. Uh, I was never keen to get to get money. You could say it was a middle a middle class privilege. Um, like my, you know, my, my, my dad had a decent job and so there was a bit of wealth. There was a bit, a little bit of leeway, um, which maybe other people didn't have, you know, they had to get out and get a job, but I had a little bit of breathing space, uh, which I consider myself very lucky to have had. Um, but you know, uh, when it came to it, my dad did kick me out, kick me out after six months on the dole. Uh, depressed, um, no, um, <clears throat> no, mo no, you know, no motivation, no, nothing, nothing going on. I needed a good, good kick up the arse uh, to to help help get me moving again. Um, so, uh, yeah, let me just turn this page over. Uh, I've got my notes here. Hi. Well, yeah, there you go. The bare necessities. I said, that's it. That's it. You see, the animals, the animals, they have a lot to teach. Um, I was volunteering on, on, on a farm and uh, we have a couple of alpacas and uh, the guy who's the main the main chap who looks after them, he always, he always says how, you know, these animals are, are teaching us, you know, they, they live so simply, like, you know, as, I mean, monks are famous for trying to live simply and being renounced, but, you know, they ain't get nothing on an alpaca, just lives in a shed, sleeps on straw, eats a bit of hay, and and happy and he's happy <laughs> if only humans could could uh you know uh, come anywhere near that then then you know what i mean You'd, that that would be quite miraculous um i know you've got these these guys up in the himalayas who live in caves and just eat a few roots and shoots and and and, and they they seem uh, well they don't seem happy actually they seem very serious but i think i think they've got an inner satisfaction otherwise they won't do it they would 
come down and get themselves a job and a wife and um, you know could buy a loaf of bread but instead they stay up there in the Himalayas so there's something something driving them and and that's something us in the western world have to ask you know what is it what is it that keeps those guys going you know but yeah the 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 simplicity um Tolkien's um Tolkien um taught me the value of simplicity actually didn't there's the Lord of the Rings uh, film where you know they do the whole trek, they they carry the they carry the 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 ring all the way over from uh, from you know where they found it uh, in the Shire and they take it all the way to Mordor and they're there with the lava, the molten lava there, and it's come to the point you know the whole story is taking place and it's it's the end of the story and Frodo's going to chuck it in. Chuck it into the lava, melt it, get rid of the get rid of the damn thing, and then he has second thoughts, doesn't he? Ooh, ooh, maybe I could use it for good. Oh, maybe I could, you know, maybe I sh- maybe I shouldn't throw it in the in the lava. And then it takes Sam, who's a who's a who's a simple gardener. He's a simple man. He's a gardener. Come on, just chuck it in. It's like that. Um, it's like that Hovis advert, isn't it? Um. Have to go through the rigmarole every time. Just throw it to ducks. So, so, so he chucks it in. Um, chucks it in. Yeah. Thanks to Sam the Sam the gardener. And that that's that understanding the value of simplicity. That's what made me decide. Oh yeah, I'll, I'm I'm going to be a gardener. I'm going to be a gardener. Um, you know. Yeah. So uh, in 2005, I just quit my job at a go kart track in Holland. And um, I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I was like, I was at a loss. Like, um, like what am I going to do with my life? Because um, I'd done philosophy at university and, and that didn't really um, bring up many job prospects. And uh, even when I was deciding to do philosophy, my dad had said like, oh, you know, what job will you get with a philosophy degree? And my tutor at college as well, he'd said, uh, and what are you going to do when you're all shacked up with a woman, you know, with kids, the hungry, screaming kids, how are you going to feed them? Why are you doing philosophy? But um, I met this guy in Holland. Uh, I was just wondering about having quit the, the, the go-kart job and uh, I was there was, this, there was this old village with, um, old walled village in um, Holland, Elberg it was called, just outside the, the the town walls there, they had uh, allotments, and I wandered in by there, and uh, this fella just kind of seen me, and uh, I was like, he, he kind of like looked over, like started waving, I was like, who's this, who's this fella, what's he on about, and he kind of waved me over, so I reluctantly kind of just like, you know, trudled over, and he's like, come on, have a seat, have a seat, young man, my friend, you know, and he had his deck chair, so I sat in his deck chair, would you like some buttermilk? I was like, uh, oh, oh, all right, yeah, all right, yeah, I'll have a bit of buttermilk, thanks, yeah. So he gave me a, gave me a cup of buttermilk. I was drinking his buttermilk, and he, and so then he and then he says, he says, so young man, what is what's what's the matter with you? Look at you, looking all down in the dump. And I didn't I didn't know that I was you know I was visibly giving off these uh, I'm a depressed vibes, but uh, clearly I was. <laughs> and he says, come on, come on, let's have it. What 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 what's all this about? You know. What are you depressed about? And I, and I told him, you know, I told him my woes. Oh, well, I don't know what's what will become of me, you know. I've got, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Uh, no idea how I'm going to, you know, make a living and, you know, 
what am I going to do in my life? And, uh, you know, I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm worried for myself, you know, worried for my future. How am I going to survive? How am I going to eat? And, um, and yeah, it were, it were a fantastic, uh, exchange, you know, he kind of said to me, well, you know, he says, here, look at, look up, look up this book, look up this bit in the Bible here. And he opened it up and, uh, he opened up the book of Matthew and he showed me this, this, this bit in the, in the book of Matthew and it, and it says, it says there, it says, look, it says, even a pigeon, even a pigeon gets its, its food every day, you know, just gets a few seeds a few grains that's all it needs but but even a pigeon right uh what to speak of the humans who were even more considered even more important by the lord by god you know uh you know what to speak of the human beings don't do not worry do not fear do not hesitate have have, have no have no doubts the lord will provide have faith um and there's a similar verse in the bhagavad gita as well which um which says, um, yeah, even an even an elephant, you know, he he has to eat so many tons of fruit or sugarcane or whatever he eats, and he finds it in the jungle, you know, uh, from from the ant to the elephant. An ant needs a few grains of sugar, an elephant needs a few tons of food, but everybody gets provided for, and the, it's the Lord who is providing, um, not the communists. It's the it's the Lord who is providing. So um, he said to me, "Don't worry, you know." Um, you don't need to worry about it. Every day, you'll 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 get you something to eat, and um, and I find that that's 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 true. That's true, and that that's just that. I mean, you know, that's that would move you to my ears. But it's it's true, isn't it? Like that. Um, uh, everybody gets gets the gets their fill, you know, and um, even the even the beggar in the street. Um, there's plenty of uh, dried bread. Uh, stale bread going about, chucked in bins, and I've and I've eaten my fair share of it myself. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm uh, as a practicing Hindu now. I um, I have a, a you know a religious injunction which is I have to follow that is if someone begs from me, I have to give them something. And um, if I do see a beg, I usually just give them a packet of crisps, something like that. But it was me. Um, it was my second six months stint of unemployment after I'd come back from Holland uh, more understanding my place in the world and I was learning a little bit about foraging and uh, I'd first been introduced in for to foraging when I were in Sweden on my, on my gap year uh, and, and, and the family there they, I mean they would collect, we'd go collecting chanterelle mushrooms in the forest with our baskets and make a, we made a lasagna with these um, chanterelles we were collecting elderflower um, and making uh, elderflower juice drink and, uh, yeah, wild strawberries and a few other things as well. I can't even remember them all, but um, I got I got back from uh, Holland and I was, I was I had, I had that SAS, it's called SAS book, uh, Free Food, Collins Gem, Collins Gem Guide to Free Food. And because um, I was in the Scouts as well and a couple of my pals, they were into foraging as well, so we we're getting into a bit together but i mean you know there's hundreds of blackberries at, at the right time of year there's there's plenty to eat um you know in the hedgerows um and uh other times of year there's you know there's not not so much but um i I'd, i was spending a lot of time camping camping out up uh up up on the moors up on the up up nab there was this little hill um 
at the back of our house called called a nab and uh, i met this guy old pete he he told me about a good camping spot um up nab and uh, he told me about the, the nab spout as well which was um which was a, a freshwater spring so i could could spend a couple of a few days up there and uh with water 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 to fresh water to drink and for you know washing the pots and stuff and take a few tins of beans cook them on the fire and uh, i was spending as much time up there out out of the out of the the, the chaos and the carnage of uh, of city life i was trying to spend away as much time as i could to get a bit of peace and like i said to figure out what i was trying to do with myself um yeah yeah um i had this uh, i was getting quite fanatical about this idea of self-sufficiency at that time and um you know the the ideal of 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 um of not having to not rely on any other human being um but that itself is actually it, it, it's practically impossible to be honest um i realized that you know i was i could um the, i can depend on the the only thing i can depend on actually is on god um i couldn't depend on anything else um but to have that faith actually and, and to kind of and and leave leave home and um i tried to do that actually i tried to it, it, what i understood later to be to to the order of sannyas I, prematurely i tried to take the order of sannyas it's mentioned in um in uh, Herman Hesse, Siddhartha, he talks a little bit about uh, Sanyas vow, which is to leave home and not look back. It's it's like dying, actually. It's like dying. You might as well die. You you, you leave everything behind and you just look forward. You don't look back. If you if you look back, if you have any doubts, then you like at the time of death, and you come you come back to this world. But if you if you look forward. You just um, with confidence where you're going, straight ahead, and you and you and you go to the next destination. So um, so you do that in this life. At the end of this life, take sannyas and you you leave, you leave um, civilization. You head out into the wilderness and um, and, and but but the, but that's the thing, you know. You, you, you I've learned as a monk. Um, uh, I kind of learn learn to soften soften that that resolve, and um, to um, um, soften those those vows of wanting to be um, not dependent on any other human being. As a, as a monk, we would go out begging, so we learn learn that God's God's mercy um, for us in the form of you know God's merciful giving us something to eat. Uh, can come through other people, so we're begging, go begging in the street, begging door to door, uh, knocking on the doors. Uh, we would ask householders, uh, you know, explain the situation. We're monks, um, you know, we have no, we don't, we don't, we don't work for a living. We we just beg. We're doing the Lord's work. We're, we're you know, um, we're, we're overflowing with the love of God. We 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 spend hours and hours every day in prayer studying the, the scripture we're overflowing with the love of god we just want to share share the, the joy the um the beauty the wonder the the meaning and the purpose of life you know of, of as god's given us we want to share that's what that's why we're here that's what we're doing so we want to share that and we're not we're not interested in 
working to maintain ourselves can you possibly just you know throw us a bone give us a tin of beans or something so that's what that's what would happen we'd get a, a few tins of beans a few potatoes uh whatever um came our way then that would be our our daily sustenance and and the and the vow is that if nothing comes your way then that day you fast <laughs> which we did which we did uh every every fortnight anyway we'd do a do a, an all day fast um um all no no food no water uh it's, it's called a kadishi kadishi means the 11th day after the after the, i think after the full moon uh fortnightly like full day fast um but um yeah uh yeah so um where are we where are we i've got my notes here um yeah i was i was, I, I learned that um you know depending on god uh which i which i you know um uh immaturely understood as just being dependent on nature which is god's nature i learned that that doesn't necessarily necessarily mean that you know i i can also you know beg other human beings and um ask them to uh to give us something um yeah i was reading um matsuo basho the narrow road to the deep north and um <clears throat> yeah I, lo I love traveling i love to travel and get out and about and um have an adventure um and and uh to, to walk in faith to walk in faith with the you know faith that god will provide and uh and not not have have no fear that's another another um translation of sannyas is to have no fear um so uh yeah we used to go um walking um i went with the scouts actually the first few times up on the moors out on the on the um, on the east east of lancashire yeah there's the the, the plains of Lancashire, there's all the towns and the cities, Wigan, Bolton, St. Helens, Manchester, Liverpool, Southport, Preston, Chorley, Leyland, all these towns, big, a lot of them, quite a lot of them, big towns, a lot of people living there. And up up to the side of those is the, is the hills, the moors. The first few times I'd walk up there with the scouts and we'd look out over all the orange lights of spread out like a carpet in front of you uh, at night time you know walking up there at night time on a night hike with we wouldn't we wouldn't use torches the the, the scout leader um told me i wasn't allowed to use my torch you know and we'd just the night the night vision would come in and you could see where you're putting your feet and um but i would you know having having you know done a bit of night walking with the scouts i'd just go up there sometimes on my own or with my friend old pete so one time I, I said to him you know what's that what's all what's all that there you know all those lights and he wasn't he wasn't favorable towards him he was like that that's babylon that's the the confusion the chaos and materialism the hedonism greed lust violence and um yeah just a desire to to steer clear of of um of that and 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 stay detached from mainstream society and um yeah try and try and take a different path um a spiritual path uh a, a road less traveled 
Um, so yeah, when yeah yeah we would we would go back in, back in when we were um, supporting the congregation who lived on far off places, going out in the camper van, and sometimes standing outside a supermarket, we'd um, ask people to get us a few a few fresh vegetables and fruits and things. We could carry um, uh, you know a few small barrels of like rice and dal lentils um in in the in the camper van um but as for fresh stuff you know we need to get those fresh but yeah doing do it doing that um you know sometimes we would get a, a bit of abuse uh shouted out you know go get yourself a proper job you know parasite you know usually usually once or twice a day we'd get get comments like that um people who didn't didn't I think just didn't understand who we were and what we were doing. Um, the co- the, just just the whole idea of, 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 of monks, you know, in the modern age, it, it almost seems like a like a, you know we're not supposed to be around anymore. You know, monks are something you know from a, a bygone former age, um, outdated. You know, uh, yeah, you know the world has moved on. Um, just you know monks kind of like hanging on <laughs> when they shouldn't they should have should have gone long ago but um yeah you know getting abused like that uh you know um i didn't i didn't although you know they considered me a worthless parasite i didn't i didn't i didn't feel myself a worthless parasite i knew i was doing the lord's work um but yeah i mean even even christians would challenge us sometimes um and say like uh you know it's not through not through work it's not through work um not through deeds that you 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 can achieve salvation but through only through only through faith you know but um but but yeah um but um once we've once you know having having received the lord's grace the lord's love then what to do then you know what to do what to do how to how to how to share that how to give that and then that that becomes our work to try to try to to give that to others you know in the form of in the form of literature and in the form of uh, free meals we would provide for others and um uh music in the form of music um reciting the lord's names in 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 music and dancing singing and dancing through the streets i don't know if you've ever seen the harry krishna singing and dancing through the streets so uh trying in that way trying to trying to share trying to share uh distribute the the um <clears throat> the nectar the nectar um yeah, my first period of of, of, of unemployment um, was when I was uh, I, I, when I, I yeah I uh, after graduating I didn't I didn't have a clue what to do, um, and so I just someone a friend suggested like a summer job um, working for a landscape gardener, uh, and that job because because I didn't know what to do it carried on into the autumn into the winter quit after nine months nine months and then i was unemployed um and that unemployment carried on for six months uh and yeah i did i did feel worthless i felt um surplus to 
society, unneeded, unwanted, nowhere to go, nothing to do. Uh, I got quite bad, bad mental mental health in that period, uh, and and uh, and yeah, what what happened was is uh, um, my dad kicked me out. My dad kicked me out of the house, um, and uh, um, but that was what I needed—a good kick up the arse, good kick up the arse to get me moving. And um, yeah, although although I knew um, didn't know what I wanted to do, as uh, okay, let me see if the phones are ringing. Just gonna oh. great. Um, yeah, six months. Uh, I knew, I knew, I knew that I, um, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I, I, I knew what I didn't want to do, and what I, what I didn't want to do was, um, I didn't want to work in an office. I knew that. I knew as much as that. I'd done a, a shell, a shell step internship uh, between my second and third years at university, and that was working in an office, um, and I knew I didn't like it, and that's what my dad. That's the pity is, is that's what my dad wanted me to do because that's what he did. He he was a, a local government officer, um, good job. I didn't imagine something similar for me, something like the civil service. But um, uh, I'd seen him go through his midlife crisis, and uh, when he he wanted to. Um, he wanted to get a promotion at work and needed to get some extra qualifications. So he, he kind of gave up his favorite hobby, which was going running, going jogging. He would do road running and fell running and orienteering. And he kind of he kind of put all them on the shelf for his um, career. And uh, the result was, uh, you know, we, we saw, a, well, we saw, we saw a man who, you know, um, kind of just lost his, could say lost his mojo lost his lost his motivation um he'd just come home from work every night he was exhausted because he, he was somehow fitting in uh, his, his normal work and then extra studying as well for this extra qualification but yeah he'd just come home every night and uh, lie on the sofa he put on a lot of weight which he never never really managed to lose he was fit before healthy physically healthy but then those kind of four years of extra study um, meant that he would just lie on the sofa, too stressed to to, to deal with his family, uh, lie on the sofa, eating nachos with salsa dip, just watching telly, and kind of like um, unresponsive. Uh, Hi, Dad. Hi, Dad. And how how are you? Just kind of no response, just watching the telly, or like um, you know, uh, a few words in response. But um, uh, yeah, I would I would say that I kind of felt. Um, that uh, at that kind of critical time of my life, those teenage years, I needed I needed my dad to be present and needed him to um, at least you know be able to maybe you know uh, I could ask him some questions. He could give me some answers, but he wasn't he wasn't kind of present because of this midlife crisis, and uh, he was on Prozac. So you know that 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 experience, me having you know enduring uh, you know going through that, you know seeing my dad go through that. Um, meant that I thought like you know I don't you know I've got to be careful I've got to be careful you know um, keep life balanced you know don't get carried away with 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 just 
you know what's what what you know like work you know there's other things in life as well and uh so i knew i knew i didn't i didn't want to get carried away with a and i knew i didn't want to work in an office um and so uh yeah a friend suggested um working as a landscape gardener I did that for the summer, carried on into the autumn and the winter. Then I was unemployed for six months. And then dad dad kicked me out, uh, all my possessions on the street there, boxes of books and papers, even a few bits of furniture. I got I got home one day. I was like, what? My mum was there. My dad, dad was in a bad mood. I was like, uh, what's going on? Um, to my mum. And she's like, ooh, I think, you better, I think you better go away for a few days. Why don't you go stay with your sister, you know? And she thought I'd just, well, she imagined I'd just go stay for a few days. But for me, that was, it was what I needed, you know, kick up the arse. You know, no, no young man wants to be, um, you know, st- still hanging around in his parents' home, you know, in his mid-twenties. You know, it's like you want to fly the nest. You need to learn to fly. So that, that was, yeah, that was like me getting kicked out of the nest and I got to fly. So I was like, that's me, you know, I'm flying, I'm flying. So I moved up to stay with my sister. She put me up in a spare room for a few months until I got a job. Um, and things were picking up, yeah, away from the pressure of home. Uh, I started reading that book, um, Heinrich Hara, Seven Years in Tibet. That was pretty good. And uh, got a job working in a woolen mill in the city centre. I was commuting down on the train, saving up until I could rent a little flat, which I did, um, with a couple of civil servants, actually. <laughs> um, I wanted to I wanted to live with boring people, actually. I was, I'd had enough of partying when I was a student, living in a crazy house with full of people who were drinking and taking drugs. Crazy. I wanted, like, just quiet, peaceful, boring flatmates, um, which I found, which is good. And uh, I worked in the job in the um, woolen mill just for a few months, and then I, and then one day I just couldn't get out of bed. I was like, oh, "This job is so horrible, you know, so boring." And I didn't get out uh, of bed, um, but um, but it worked out. It was okay. Uh, I started doing volunteer work at two different places. One with the BTCV, that's the British Trust for Conservation Volunteers, doing tree planting and um, litter picking and uh, hedge hedge laying uh, fantastic and then i got i found another place as well which was in an old um old like timber yard count an old council timber yard that some kind of hippie people had taken over and they called it the four winds inspiration center i was down there as well doing some woodwork and some gardening uh, and then meanwhile, you know, to, 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 to keep things ticking over, I just did some agency work, part-time agency work, travail agency, uh, house removals. And yeah, it was just removals actually and a few bit of labouring jobs. Uh, so that was good. That was good. Um, and uh, yeah, um, after that, then the flat I was sharing with the civil servants was kind of repossessed by the landlord. And that's when I had to go go to Holland, move to Holland for the next step in the adventure. But um, yeah, the point the point is is that I uh, it's not that I, I've never wanted to work. I I, I want to work. Uh, I enjoy serving other people. I had that realization one time. I was working at a uh, a hotel in Windermere uh, with a deco. A deco is a big um, 
agent, work agency. They got me a job working in a hotel. And I was serving scones. Uh, kind of, what do they call that? Mid, mid, what is it? Like high tea or mid-morning scones to like rich old ladies uh, with uh, cottage cream and jam. And I was really busy, really busy that morning, taking out all these cups of tea and scones. And uh, I was busily engaged uh, serving these, you know, quite nice ladies, quite nice ladies. Um, and um, and I really and, and and so we, that you know that's what I was doing all day. And then in the evening, we we would um, we would all go to the pub together, all the people who were working in the in the hotel, and have a few have a few bevies and uh kind of like you know hang around maybe have a game of darts game of pool anyway i re- i realized i was i was happier when i was busily engaged serving these old ladies their scones than i was afterwards just kind of like you know pissing against the wall i thought yeah you know serving other people makes me happy um and that was an important realization um and so when it came to finding um finding a job I realized that I wanted to find a job um, working for a company that uh, matched my own values, my own ethics, um, a company that, you know, wasn't blatantly exploiting others, like like I think Barclays Bank are famous for that. Um, and, um, um, and, and I wouldn't even want to work for a, a company that's, you know, all about private profit either. So, so you know, um, those those are the you know those are my criteria. So, you know, where can I find a job? What's that's gonna you know work that's gonna you know full fit fit with my my um, my parameters? And so, you know, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the you know the charity sector, the voluntary sector, the environmental sector. I was looking for work work there. And um, I remember I was looking at an RSPB a warden, an RSPB nature reserve somewhere high on the west coast of Scotland. That, I was thinking, yeah, that would be, that, I could apply for that. Um, but it was at that point that I came across the books of AC Bhaktivedanta Swami, who's the who's um, the monastery I've eventually moved into, and and his books, his books, you know, yeah, you know. You, the the you know putting his point of view across, expressing his position on a lot of you know modern modern world problems and and it really uh, his 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 points of view um, really really fitted well with my own two in particular were um, really really struck me one was um, one was about um, Simple living, simple living. Um, he said that, you know, fair enough. You know, the electric, the electric ele- electricity, fair enough. It's you know, it's got so many advantages, and uh, you know, the electric light, um, for example, and and so many other um, useful applications. But it, it it really does take a lot of um, a lot of hard work, a lot of and en- and energy, and an over endeavour really to produce it. Um, and he, he recommended living, you know, like off grid and, and, and living law simple, simple uh, living um, instead of having uh, electric lights. I mean, this was before people invented these like, you know, low energy light bulbs, LEDs and things like that. He would say, well, why not just grow a castor oil plant in your back garden? 
collect the seeds, crush them, make a bit of oil, and then you can just put the oil in a bowl and you get a string uh, and light the string, you get a little oil lamp. Um, of course, he was from India, you know, and that's what they did over there. Um, most people didn't have electricity uh, in the... Um, I mean, he was born in 1896, so I don't, you know, probably some villages are still not connected to the... To, I don't know if they have a national grid in um, India. So, yeah, that, that point, you know, about um, living off-grid, living simply, uh, not overcomplicated things, um, you know, and by by overcomplicating our life, we have to over-endeavour and do so much more hard work to to um, to provide the, ourselves with these, like, material comforts and luxuries. So better to, better to just... Um, you know, draw the line somewhere and say, you know, we've, we you know, we're, we're satisfied with what we've got. So that, 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 that point of view, um, really appealed. And, um, and so, uh, I thought, yeah, you know, he's written these books. I read quite a few of, um, this, maybe I could join this, this organization. Um, and I found out that, um, the, um, the ISCON, Icegon um, had a had a farm, a farm, uh, and a kind of utopian farm community in the foothills of Scotland. Um, and uh, yeah, his idealistic values I found very impressive. And so I visited a couple of times to check it out, check out the the, the farm community. And there was um, there was opportunities there for gardeners to help out. Um, so yeah, I started. I started. Uh, I moved up there, and um, yeah, in terms of finding solutions to the problems such as environmental degradation, exploitation of people and workers, the the the, the root of of these issues is um, people finding um, satisfaction within themselves, being content and peaceful. Um, not, 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 no longer kind of groping and grasping for, um, for uh, material things, but but being being fully satisfied within themselves. Um, so uh, you could say a re- you know religious a religious process. Um, of course, relig- religion you know is an external expression of of what in theory should be our our, um, our loving sentiments towards God and towards each other. So that's that's the real deal. Not not the not the rituals, not the uh, ceremonies, not not the not the dress, not the religious paraphernalia. But but the um, the central core, the central theme, is universal throughout all of the world's religions. Uh, you know, to to exchange love with God and to share that love with the rest of humanity. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, in those years I spent at the monastery, 15 years in total working for the monastery, eight years as a monk, seven years working, carrying on working, but as a married man living nearby. Uh, no regrets. Um, and through and through prayer, through meditation, hours and hours deep in meditation, um, distilled with reading the 
um, ancient scriptures and in conversation with other monks, um, then I feel that I've come uh, upon a purpose for my life that has been given to me by God. Uh, and it's something that I find inspiring, inspires me to work. And that is to teach people how to grow their own nutritious, organic, cruelty-free, cruelty-free, healthy food, fruit, veg, grain for people, families, children. And that's my purpose. I feel it's a divine purpose that uh, I'm, I'm blessed to have, to know what it is to have received that info and then uh, something, some, 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 some work for me in this world. Um, so what what about me now? What am I doing? Um, I mean, yeah, late, late later after after leaving the monastery, you know, I found out that uh, some of the high priests uh, had been involved in actually stealing some money from from the the the, the temple coffers and and also in abusive um, abuse towards some of the junior members of the of the community, sexual abuse, physical abuse, psychological abuse. So I've distanced myself from that organization. And um, yeah, but being positive, positive about my time there, 15 years uh, working uh, in farming and in community building, in fundraising, selling books, uh, Bhagavad Gita's. The, uh, yeah, well, anyway, you know, I've got I've got nothing to show for it. That's the point. I've got nothing to show for it. I've worked there for 15 years and not a penny, not a single penny. The whole idea is it's about about giving and not taking. And um, yeah, I was uh, just a couple of months ago. I was out uh, picking up a uh, a kiddie swing on free cycle. One of our neighbours. Uh, they haven't got a car, but she she's uh, she's really clued in with the free cycle. Anything that's decent that's um, you know, up up, uh, up for up for the taking in the roundabout area. She she's on it. She's on it like a like a hawk. So uh, I got sent out to pick up this um, pick up this uh, kiddie swing, and uh, yeah, we pulled we pulled into the drive of this quite a nice night, quite a nice house and garden. And I met the fella there, and he was about my age. Anyway, he was fixing his car. He he had some skills. He'd uh, and I, and I, and I kind of like you know. As, as as I'd picked it up and we were driving away, I, I kind of th- thought about it and um, thought, yeah, you know, like he's about the same age as me, and he's he's um, you know after finishing school, he started work and he's been working away now for for like you know twenty twenty five years, and he's 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 done well for himself. He's got himself a, a couple of cars on the drive, um, a nice house there. Um, so much, so much he's got um, as a result of all of his work, and he deserves, he deserves it all. You know, he's he's been working hard, and and I compared it with myself. Well, you know, I've what have I what what have I got to show for it? You know, I've been um, I've been in the monastery for fifteen years. You know, and I haven't got anything. I haven't got anything at all. Nothing at all. No, uh, no, uh, no, no property. Very few possessions. Um, you know, still. Not many possessions and uh, very little uh, to show. All I have to show for my time is a is a few stories to tell, <laughs> which is why I'm doing a podcast. That's all I've got. A few stories to tell, and uh, yeah, even doing the podcast. I mean, I'm not I'm not interested in uh, getting any wealth as a result of it, but just wanting to wanting to share really, 
wanting to share and benefit other, especially young people who might be, you know, especially on the topic of work, you know, at the beginning of a life, I mean, myself, you know, a typical example, absolutely clueless, not, not got a clue at all, but, and, and, and also a little bit, you know, um, this, uh, kind of, um, discouraged because of that, you know, and I'm wanting to encourage, encourage young people, especially to, you know, um, not to be discouraged, to get out into the world and, and find, find their vocation and find their purpose, find their meaning. And, um, and uh, uh, yeah, just just you know, not worry about that and and get on with stuff. Um, so yeah, uh, myself, I'm uh, working on uh, building a local veg growers cooperative, registering a Scottish charity uh, for distributing free hot vegetarian meals, and uh, trying to trying to build a small organisation, uh, a network, and um, something that fits with my own values, my own goals. Uh, because such such a, an organisation doesn't exist in in my local area, so uh, I'm trying to trying to start start one up. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, hope everyone has enjoyed the podcast. Uh, I'm trying to do one every week. That's just over an hour on the recording. So um, yeah, God bless. Good luck to everybody, and um, I guess that's it.